Greetings, I'm Dr. Anthony Smith of Alashe Center for Enrichment and welcome to Black Folks Do Therapy, where we endeavor to challenge you to think critically about your mental health and overall wellness. Our goal is to inspire you to align your actions and values so that you might live your life fully 86,400 seconds every single day. We do this in part by asking questions and raising issues that you may not have previously considered. Ultimately, we encourage you to do those things that help you to live your best life consistently, always working towards balance. Today, I have several questions I'd like you to consider as we engage the conversation about how I work with people in the therapeutic process. First is, why would you come to therapy to begin with? And second is, what do you want to get out of therapy? I think it's a misnomer that therapy is only for certain people. In my opinion, everybody that is walking this earth can benefit from having somebody to listen to them and challenge them to, to think about things that they might not have considered as it pertains to goals they may have in their life, as it may deal with overcoming obstacles and adversities they may face. Just having an alternate point of view that can give you some information that gives you food for thought for how you ought to proceed. So my approach to working with people is based on several tenets. First of all, first, first major tenet, thoughts become actions. How we think about things impacts the way we go about doing what it is that we are endeavoring to do. I have a picture in my office that says, it is the mind that makes the body. So whether we're dealing with diet, whether we're dealing with um, meeting a certain set of goals that we might have for ourselves, whether it deals with how we parent our children, we have to first think about what it is we want to accomplish before we can put things into place. Taking it a step further, if you think about the fact that every single thing that you can consider or observe, for instance, wherever you are, look around your room, everything that you see in your room came out of somebody's head. They were first, before they were objects, before they were the computer, the laptop you're viewing this, the phone you're looking at this on, the clock, the file cabinet, the chair you're sitting in, the bed that you're observing. All of those things first came out of somebody's head. They had to create a blueprint, a diagram for creating the thing and allowing it to manifest into reality. So we have to first consider what do we want to accomplish and how we are going to do that? We do that through our, th our thoughts. Now, certainly there's a part for emotions and we'll get to that down the line, but we start with thinking because we have to make sure that our thoughts are focused on those things that are moving us forward in a positive way. So how do we do this? It's important to find time to meditate and focus on what it is you want to accomplish. That's something that in our society we don't spend a lot of time doing because everything is very fast paced. We're constantly being bombarded with information, with phenomena, with ideas, with commercials, which, with advertising. We're constantly being focused to think about something. Our cell phones are going off. 
our things are buzzing. We don't take time to just be quiet and eliminate distractions that can cause us to not focus in on those things that would move us forward. So we want to find time, start off with five or 10 minutes a day, work your way up to 30, 45. There are a number of different research and articles that talk about people who are highly successful and some of the things that they have in common, which include spending time in meditation, being quiet, being still, because when you can be still, you can allow information to download from your subconscious and into your subconscious and then produce the results that you want to see happening. So make the time to be still, to be quiet, to listen. Okay. So from there, you can develop a game plan with specific actions that allow you to accomplish what it is you want to achieve. If you think about the building that you're in, right? A person did not just go and start nailing some sheetrock together. They didn't just get some pipes and throw some electrical wiring together and put up a building. They started with the precise blueprint, which began from the ground up, building a foundation. If your foundation isn't strong, the building will fall over. The blueprint had to account for every single element that goes into making the building, every screw, every pipe, every light fixture, everything. So we ought to be just that specific with ourselves and what it is that we want to accomplish. So the first thing that I help people do is to understand that and begin to appreciate that it takes work and effort to be still and develop that game plan that will then produce the result that they want to see in their lives. The next tenet that I focus on is the concept of actions and values. This is very important. No matter what anybody comes into my office for, we have to look at actions and values. Because often we talk about what we want, but what we do is not in alignment with what we say we want. Let me give you an example of that. So, I may have a couple that say they need help with their relationship, with their marriage. And they come in and they talk about loving each other. And then as we begin to discuss the particulars of what's causing problems in the relationship, they talk about the fact that they cuss at each other or that they call each other names or in some cases they're even being violent with each other. Now, these actions are not consistent with the word love or their value of love. So there's a disconnect between what they're saying and what they are doing. And so I have to serve as a mirror and point that out to people so that they can then say, is this really a value that I want to live. And I'm taking a very simple example, but that applies in so many different situations. What you say and what you do need to line up. Now, I never really care what it is that you want to do because my job is not to live your life. You get to live your life however you want to live it. My job is to simply help you make sure that what you are saying 
in terms of how you want to live your life and what you are doing in terms of how you really want to live your life match up. If they don't, we have what we call cognitive dissonance. And when we have cognitive dissonance, that creates turmoil. So we got to either change the actions or change the values or accept that I'm just going to be trifling right now and keep doing whatever I'm doing that's not moving me forward. And that is okay too. Because now may not be the time. You may need another three months. You may need another three years. You may need another 10 years to finally get to the point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and doing the same thing. And you want to do something different that is going to actually propel you forward and line you up with the things that you want to do. Okay, so actions and values have to be aligned. Third tenet is consistency in maintaining change. Now, this is an area people find difficult. Again, every single person that walks into my office wants to change something, unless they're made to come by the courts or their parents. Sometimes children are made to come to their, by their parents and they don't really want to be here, so they don't have the internal motivation. But outside of that, everybody that walks in the door, they come because they want to change something. Nobody is making them come. So one would assume that if they want to change something, that they are going to do the things that are going to produce that change. However, I would estimate that 70% 70, 70 of the people that walk through my door aren't ultimately successful in creating and producing the type of change that they want to see happen. Why is that? It's not because they don't want to change. Remember, they're coming because they want to do something different. But the difficulty of making that change gets in the way. Why is that difficult? Let's think about a concept. January 1st, every year, what happens? People make resolutions. Why? Because it's a tradition that has been started. People say, okay, we're going to make a resolution to lose weight. We're going to make a resolution to work out. Right? They have really good intentions. They want to change this particular behavior. Let's take working out, getting in shape, losing weight. People who regularly work out hate the month of January because from January 1st to January 21st, 25th, 28th, the gyms are packed because people really, okay, I made this New Year's resolution. I'm going to get in there and make this change. Then what happens? After that three-week point, things start to slack off and it gets back to business as usual, right? You're not fighting for machines or looking to get your place in, to get your reps out anymore because people haven't been able to maintain what it is they said they weren't going to do. They weren't able to get over the hump. Why? Because change is difficult. It requires replacing one behavior with another behavior over a consistent period of time. Now, people talk about 21 days to change a habit. I like to say 90 days to change a habit. Why? Because you have to go and replace what you have been doing with something else over a consistent period of time. So if you start working out, you're not going to see results in three weeks. It's just not going to happen, even if you're going three, four, five days a week. But by the time you hit four or five weeks, now you're beginning to see a little change. By the time you hit six, seven weeks, 
your body is getting used to it saying okay i'm fit the soreness has worn off one of the reasons people stop in the 21 days is because they their muscles are sore from from, from doing something different and they just i don't want to do this anymore so they just relent and go back to what they were doing before but if you stay with it and you keep going by the time you hit that seven eight week period now you can begin to see some results you see some definition your endurance is up you're beginning to see some change happening and as you go through 10 to 12 weeks at the 12 week point you can not only see definition your body can feel it and your body has now acclimated to something different that you have committed to doing so you have gotten yourself over the hump and you've instituted a brand new action into what it is that you're going to be doing so if you can commit yourself to doing something for 90 days with a specific plan of action, you significantly increase the likelihood that you're going to be successful at making that change a permanent part of what you're going to do. So, thoughts become actions, aligning your actions and values, and having consistency in maintaining change are the three areas that no matter what a person comes in to get help with, they can focus on those things they're well on their way to making the type of change that are going to produce the type of results that bring happiness and success to creating the life they want to live. Ultimately, everybody is different. My purpose is to meet people where they are, not tell them what to do. I only give information based on what I've learned and my experience and my understanding and my intuition in doing what I do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I give information, it's up to you to decide and synthesize, does this information make sense for me? Is this something that I wanna incorporate into my life? It may only be 5% of what I say that makes sense to you. It may be 50%, it may be 100%. But if you only choose to use a part of it, that's on you because it's information. I always say to people, I'm giving a prescription. It's your decision whether or not you're gonna take it. Now, if you cut the prescription in half, that's on you, especially if you're not getting the results that you want to have. Give another example. You go to the doctor and you say, I got these horrible migraines. They're just killing me. Doc says, okay, I'm going to give you four tablets to take every day. And the pills are big. And you're taking them and you're trying to get them down and it's hard to get them down. You just say, forget that. I'm only going to take half of the pill a day. 30 days later, you go back to the doctor, like, I'm still having these migraines. He says, okay, have you been taking the medication? No, I, those pills are too big, I'm only taking half of one. And the doctor's like, well, I gave you four. You cut it down to half. What do you want me to do? You're not following the prescription. So to the extent that you're an individual thinker, a critical thinker, you can cut the prescription. But if you're not getting the results you want to have, then that means you might want to think about the person that you came to to get help valuing their expertise and at least attempting to do what it is they're suggesting that you do. What could it hurt to try? So it's up to you to decide what you want to do with the information and how you're going to use it so that you can produce the change that brings into your life what it is you want to see happen. So, we're going to stop there for the day, giving you that overview of what 
therapy is and how I go about helping people, we'll be getting into some specifics into, in terms of different areas of therapy uh, that we'll be talking about. And I'll be interviewing a number of other black therapists around the world that will give their input into how they work with people. So we got a lot of exciting things on tap here. In closing, I want to remind you to always be a critical thinker as it relates to your mental health and well-being. We always want to inspire you to consciously question your choices to ensure that you are doing those things that bring you happiness and fulfillment. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share the information with others who might benefit. Connect with us on Twitter at HeartMindHealer and visit our Facebook and Instagram pages at Alashe Center, A-L-A-S-E Center. Our website is Alashe.net, A-L-A-S-E.net. And feel free to contact us for any consultations or questions you might have. Things that I might be missing Running too fast to stop to listen